Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. I believe there's an active plan to try to entice you to, to, to break with the way that God wants to do it and do it the way you see that it's okay for us. You need to realize that the enemy is always planning his next attack on your marriage, on your family, on your authority, come on, on your opportunity, on your character, on your integrity, on your community. The enemy wants to what? What do we know? In John 10, 10, it says the enemy comes to steal, come on, help me, kill and destroy. Who was the one that told us that? It was Jesus. Why would Jesus, knowing he had limited time and every word that he said was going to be dissected and measured, why would he use that time to begin to describe to us an adversity, an adversary that we do not see? Because he wanted his leaders, his disciples, and his people to be aware, listen to me, that there is an unseen war there is an unseen battle and some of the stresses frustrations that you are going through is because the enemy loves to destroy everything come on does that make sense so what are his tactics he still kills and destroys. And some of us, that's as far as we've thought it through. Oh, yeah, I know the enemy comes to steal, kills, and destroy. What's his tactics? His tactics are three things. He comes and he lies. He lies. He wants you, come on, to believe that this or that mindset, concept, worldview will not, listen to me, hurt you. He lies to you. He lies to you, and he is banking, listen, on the fact that you will not, come on, help me, get into your word to ascertain what God says is true, and he is hoping that you become a product of society and culture where you determine, come on, right and wrong for yourself. And so he will feed you a lie about your spouse, your family, your father, your mother, your, because he wants to lie to you and for you, come on somebody, to pick up an offense, to pick up this lie because he knows that if he can get you hooked on that lie, he can start reeling you in just like a fish. Okay? I don't know much about fishing because when I go, I don't catch anything. But it, they say it works like that. Okay? He's trying to lay the bait of offense, hurt, and rejection so that he begins to lie to you. Well, you're not significant anymore. Well, nobody likes you. Well, nobody knows you. Well, nobody cares about you. Your boss is never going to promote you. You know what? You're, look, at your, look at the way your wife talked to you. She, she doesn't even respect you. You know what? Look at the husband. If he really loved you, he would go ahead. How, how, how insensitive that he would be late every time for dinner and not know that you are cooking. I'm just telling you, 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 your mother was right. It got real quiet because you've all heard those lies. And some of you were like, did someone call you? No, it's the same with everybody. You're like, eh, that's funny. A couple months ago, I had a man stop me outside and he goes, hey, listen, um, uh, are, have you been talking to anybody in my family about us? And I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, told you. <laughs> it was funny. I was like, 
Because here's the deal. Why do I know what people are dealing with? Not everything, but the things that are common to man because they are common, come on somebody, to man. You are going to be lied to. What if 80% of the thoughts that you are thinking right now are all the lies of the enemy? Your kids will never change. They don't love you. They just take from you. You've been in this dead-end job. Nobody even sees you. Why do you work hard? Don't work hard. I mean, listen, it's one thing to work hard if they're going to promote you. But if they don't promote you, just come and get the job. I mean, come on, help me. There are lies. And here's what the Bible says. John chapter 8, verse 44. Look at this. He, Jesus was talking to the religious people. The Bible is written to the believer. And here's what it says. Look at this. You are of your father, the devil. That's probably not on your refrigerator. Okay, that's probably not the one tattooed, come on, to your ankle. Okay, listen. Your will is to do your father's desire. Look at this. He was a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in truth. And because there is no truth in him, he lies. He speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and he is the father, come on, listen to this, of lies. He is banking on the fact that you are not going to dissect scripture enough to know what's true. And so here's what the Bible says in Philippians. Think on these things, whatever's good, whatever's noble, come on, whatever's honorable, whatever's of good report. Now how many of you, that's a, that is a chore to think on these things when all you see is all of this falling apart and you're thinking what we need is a come to Jesus meeting. What we need, I'm going to lay some of them law. What we need to do is I need to tell everybody what I think. And you take this job and, you know what I'm saying, like let me tell you. He is hoping that you act on how you feel. The Bible says that that nobody can trust the heart. That even, come on, our own heart, you can't trust it. That's counterculture. Come on, our culture is let it go, let it go. You're the only one right and nobody knows. You're misunderstood. Nobody gets you. Come on, does that make sense? That's the world we live in, but that's counterculture. See, what is the next thing that the enemy does? The enemy, so the first thing he does is lie to you, but the second thing that he does is he causes confusion. Confusion, confusion. He wants you to believe that right, listen, and wrong is subjective. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how I think. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter how I respond. It doesn't matter. And so now people are living where I don't know what's right, and I can't say that, and I can't do that, and I can't act that way. And so the Bible says I would rather you be hot or cold, but it never says the middle is where you grow. Listen to this. God is not the author of confusion. And so we think thoughts like, well, if I say something, it doesn't matter what I do. There's no right answer because if I do it here, I'm going to hurt someone. If I do it here, I'm going to hurt someone. And so what happens is we stay in a place of confusion constantly. I don't, I don't know who my friends should be. I, I, they have issues, and I already have my own issues, and I can't take on their issues. So I would rather just be alone. But when you're alone, boom. <laughs> Come on. 
I don't know. I don't know what church I should go to. I don't know what. I don't know if I should be married anymore. I don't know if I should. I like. I love my kids. Like some days, but but I, I just it gets hard and it's overwhelming and I don't know. Come on, does that make sense? And before you know it, you're living every day confused. Here's what the Bible says: First Corinthians fourteen thirteen says, "For God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace." Well, so here's the thing. Listen, I understand. You're probably thinking the same thing I was thinking. Yes, peace. Peace, tranquility. Come on, serenity. <laughs> serenity now. But you know what? Sometimes when you have peace, there has to have conflict. The truth of the matter is there will be many times in your life that if you're going to have peace and there's going to be a resolving of an issue, you both are going to have to step into that issue. Come on and deal with it. There is no peace by avoidance. Sometimes you have to have that conversation. Sometimes you've got to have that understanding. Sometimes you've got to be able to back away from your feelings enough to go, hey, what's going on? But the enemy loves confusion. The third thing and the last thing. So here's the deal. He is always trying to lie to you. He's always trying to confuse us. Come on, listen, listen to what I'm saying. And, and please don't hear political. Hear biblical. We are now in a place in our society where people are debating gender. And so here is the issue. Because people are dealing with broken things, the church doesn't even know where it stands. Because on one end, where you're just judgmental and critical and you don't even know what they're dealing with. But then on the other end, we, if we say anything, now it's political. And so the game has changed. Like if you have a child and you're trying to raise them with a biblical understanding, let's just talk. You've got to think through everything. When little kids are coming to play at your house, you're going to have to think through everything. 40 years ago, let's just, you could let two gingers play in a room together and it wouldn't matter. Now you got to make sure, okay, how do we love people, not judge them, but have a biblical worldview? And you're going to have to think through ev everything. But if the church is confused, then we don't even know what we're dealing with. And we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to be haters because we're lovers. We love people. We want to see people restored. I believe that someone who had an affair can change. I believe that someone who has a sexual addiction can change. I believe that someone who filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy can change. I believe that God can, come on, can do a redemptive work at any point in time. We all have a struggle. We all have a sin. And here's what I want our church to no, we are all born this way. What is the way? We want to sin. We want to do what's right in our own eyes. We all do. So I can't understand the church that would judge that, but I also can't understand the church that wouldn't disciple that. Does this make sense? We have to be both. We love you. And the truth of the matter is there are people even in this room that have battled. And here's what you need to know. We love you. We don't judge you.
I don't feel like you're dirty. I would hug you. I would pray over you. And I would believe God for you. But here is what I know. The enemy comes to lie. And to bring confusion. And here's the third thing. Division. 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 He wants to break up every family, every friendship, every community. And he wants to perpetuate gossip. He wants people to, oh, I love you here. And then I can't believe, you know, here. They, the, the, come on, does that make sense? What you need to know is the king found out that there's always someone looking to attack them, looking to tear them down, looking to, there's always those people. And many times it comes from the people that were the closest to you. Is this true? How do we deal with that? How do we deal with that? We find out that the people we love the most are hurting us the most. Here's how we do it. We delete them from Facebook and build walls around our heart and never talk to anybody again. (laughs) Or we love them. You know, Judas and Jesus, that dynamic was very, it still is very thought-provoking because what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane is he did not Jackie Chan Judas. And I got to be honest, that's what I would have done. Like, you coming at me now with 30 pieces of silver? Dude, roundhouse to the face, karate. Jesus never moved Judas out. And he embraced him. And you know what he said? Friend, do what you've come to do. And Jesus allowed Judas to get so close that they kissed. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.